0: Hello there, dear listeners. So glad you've returned to hear the next chapter of a special we've earned. Where we last left our heroes, or let's just call them a crew, was Wusselberg Schlossenschule, which is German for school, where Augie and Lilith were forced in the fray while Conrad and Rudyard punched up Hirschfelder's play. So there's Nazis being sprinkled on a play about Santa's and the vanishing box being the way to Atlantis, which is an actual thing that the Nazis believed. I mean, pff, we've got to get to the story, but please. So, let us go now into Hirschfelder's class for the first practice of I'll be Home for Christmas. Can't believe I'm still here.
1: Hold.
0: Damn it. Again.
1: Klaus, what am I going to say to you?
2: You're going to say you didn't believe me when I picked up the candy cane cane to sing.
1: Mm-hmm. And why is that? I don't know. Probably because I suck. Klaus, you and I both know that is patently untrue. You played Prospero last year. How many other nine-year-olds can say that?
2: Maybe a lot. Do you know how many nine-year-olds there are in England? they probably all
1: done it. And that may be, but none of them brought tears to my eyes in the back half of Act Five for our one Saturday matinee like you did. Right. That was a good one. Now, do you know why I didn't believe you? No. Because you didn't believe in yourself! You didn't know why you picked up that candy cane cane. You did it because I told you to. Now, where are you coming from?
2: The market.
1: Which market? The Christmasburg Farmer's Market. Did you have a good time? Sort of. Sort of?
2: Why sort of? Was it good? Was it bad? It was a mixture of both. Okay. Why? Because the morning was good, and then it got bad. It was good? What was good about it? fishmonger I like was back, and he brought his cute goats. That sounds nice. That sounds good. It was. It was. (laughs) One licked me.
1: But then, it got bad.
2: Yeah. Then it got bad.
1: How'd it get so bad?
2: Because a dragon came? It's not good. No way. So, what'd you do? Only thing I know how: tuck and roll, save the goats. Whew.
1: That was a close one. Yeah, whew. No kidding. But you got them all. You saved the goat. Yes. Until. Until what?
2: Until.
1: Until what, Klaus?
2: What did you see? I see a. I see a baby goat.
1: And where is the baby goat, Klaus?
2: He's in the road. He's in the road. He's in the middle of the road.
1: The dragon is still there too, isn't he?
2: Oh God, I gotta save the baby goat.
1: Well, you're gonna save the baby goat, but is there time?
2: Yes. Is there
1: time? Yes. There's always time to save a baby goat in Christmasburg. And how are you gonna save that baby goat, Klaus? With my...
2: With my... Say it. With my... Candy cane cane!
1: With your candy cane cane! With your goddamned candy cane cane! Ah! But then, you see the audience, and your urge to tell the story of Christmas overtakes your urge to save the baby goat. For now. But you know, in the back of your mind, there's a baby goat out there that I need to get to. Because that baby goat, just like that audience I'm singing for, deserves Christmas. Now, go backstage. Breathe with that. And take it again whenever you're ready. Wow.
3: So, is that kid gonna play Hitler
0: or Ava? A Very Vanishing Christmas by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. Part two, the Christmas con. Which
4: is why they want us to use the vanishing box to send them back to-
1: Atlantis, I know.
4: Atlantis, it's so crazy you gotta let me say it. What do you mean you know?
1: Say what you will about the everything about them, but that courtyard is pretty damn acoustically sound.
5: Right then we'll probably want to come up with some sort of code.
6: Ooh, I'm with Rudyard. Codes are great. I vote for Paralanguage.
1: No, we don't need a code. Do you see how many egg crates I have in here? This classroom is probably the only soundproof room in the building.
6: Egg crate, nice.
1: Non-Union prepared me well.
4: Oh yeah? How much did you pay for that life hack?
5: All right.
1: So this room will be our
5: mother's womb, so to speak, since everywhere else in this Krampus's haunted castle can be heard by literally anyone at any time.
1: Isn't Nazi haunted castle enough?
5: Okay, so it is
6: haunted? No! No. Uh, what? How do you know? I have a feeling about these things, Augie. Call it a seventh sense. Seventh? What's the sixth
4: sense? Overrated? Ugh, fine. So, Conrad, what about you? Why are you being quiet for like the first time ever?
3: Oh, he's looking at me. I'm waiting for you all to switch back to speaking English.
4: Fuck, I keep forgetting that you don't speak German. Augie! Language! School! Ah, fuck. I'm sorry, I'm just a little on-
1: Augie, no.
4: Fine. I'm sorry. Even though I am reasonably under an enormous amount of stress, even for me, I promise I won't say the
7: fuck, Anton! What the fuck is this I hear about us putting the Christmasburg conversations to bed?
1: How many times have I told you that is Air Hirschgart to you?
7: Oh, much apologies, Air Hirschgart. Now, what the fuck is happening with our play? Word around the coloring table is we're abandoning Christmasburg to do some Hitler and Eva war epic.
1: Okay, first of all, it's an unfortunate Christmas love letter at best. You have to know where they set your bar.
7: I get it. Derivative is derivative. Now, let's cut to the brisket, because I don't got time for the placating pitch. Who? The? What?
1: Augie, seriously, it's fine.
7: No, no, no.
4: I know I haven't been around for the past four or eleven years, but the Anton I know never used to take lip from little kids, especially little kids with a... What is that, a
7: satchel? Oh, like you don't know.
4: I'm sorry, Anton, but
7: who the The fuck fuck is is this?
3: Wow. I don't understand a word they're saying, but it's like staring into a mirror, right? I assume you mean a mirror staring into a mirror. Now
5: that's just ridiculous. Who would stage a mirror right across from another mirror? Clearly you never went to Spencer Tracy's house for a New Year's cocking eve.
1: Augie Eckhart, meet Georg Schlimmer. Georg Schlimmer? Meet Augie Eckhart.
7: Call me Gigi, please. Why would I do
4: that? Georg is just as many syllables and way easier to say. I
7: bet your semantics get you really far. I'm here now. Look, I won't waste your time. I just need to know if I wasted weeks of designs or if I should start working through the notes from the last meeting. Design. Aw, did Anton let you use a saw? How cute. yeah. It was cute when he taught me how to use one back when I was 11. And how old are you now? It, 11.
1: Augie, Gigi is our set designer in the Uberliner Ensemble.
7: What? Really? Child. <laughs> literal child.
8: <sighs> Woo! Eh, Gigi, thank Saint Nicholas I found you. Who knew that for such short legs you were such a gifted sprinter? Oh, oh my god. god! I'm so sorry, Anton. I know I was supposed to break the news gently, but he knew something was afoot. Oh, hello there,
3: friendly people. My name is-
9: Zimmer! Zimmer?
3: Oh, so you remember his name? He was nice to me.
4: What? again? What are you doing here again?
8: Uh Uh-oh, looks like someone's got a familiar face, and that someone is me. But no, I'm afraid we haven't met. My name is- Yes,
4: I know your name. Zimmer. Gunther. Zimmer. We used to go to parties together, or I would go and you'd just kind of stand. We just did a play together back in Pasadena in
8: 1937. Pas- Oh, 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 I am seeing the misunderstanding. You're talking about my older brother, Gunther Zimmer. I'm his younger adopted brother, Hunter. Gunther and. Hunter? Adopted? Yeah, it means I was legally and lovingly parented by the Zimmers, making Gunther my brother and my last name Zimmer. Hi there. Hmm. You must be... Honestly?
4: Not the weirdest thing to happen today. My name is Augie.
8: Augie? Eckhart? From the German boho theater scene of the early 1930s and the Southern California collegiate theater scene of the late 1930s? Anton, have you been bragging about me? Oh, mein Gott, Gunther used to write me letters about you. And you must be Lilith McCarthy. It's Dalia now. Oh, well, congratulations to you. That's fun. And you must be C.W. Griffson, screenwriter.
3: No, I'm
5: C.W. Griffson, screenwriter. I'm
3: so sorry.
8: I thought that's what I said.
3: It
5: was. I don't believe we've met. Rod you'd take God, Swallop, old chap. Nice to make your acquaintance. Hello! Oh, cool! I love your eye patch.
8: Very swash and buckle. Oh, my gosh, Roger T. Fall up from the required reading book, Stock Homeless? Wow, congratulations on helping the Nazi cause.
1: It's fine, Hunter. He's with us.
8: Oh, cool. Then how dare you? With
1: increasing difficulty. Now, I can't believe I didn't think of this sooner. Hunter, I have a small favor to ask of you.
8: As it says in the Third Reich bylaws under TA
3: duties, my life
8: and soul are at
3: your command. Griffson here. Ah, I heard my name. C.W. Griffson. Screen... I need you to
5: do what you
1: do best.
8: Oh, God, what are you going to do to him?
5: I don't know, but a chap can dream.
8: Oh, totally. Come with
5: me, Air Griffson.
8: In addition to being the TA for the theater class with Herr Öschweilde, I'm also the German and English teacher as a precaution.
1: Don't worry, Augie. If anyone can teach Griffson in the entire German language in a matter of minutes, it's Hunter.
3: Augie, I need to know before I walk away with this open and friendly-looking man. He looks like Zimmer. He sounds like Zimmer. Judging from everything I've seen in the last 12 hours, he could be a highly advanced, morally conflicted clone of Zimmer. But more important, Augie, Is he friend or foe? Blink once for friend, tackle him so I can escape for foe.
4: Hey, hey, it's okay. He's gonna teach you German, so this bit can finally stop.
3: So he's... Huh. Schools. I should have known.
6: So Anton, he knew your real last name. Why is that? Whoa, she's right. How did I not catch that?
5: Excuse me, but aren't you forgetting someone? Who? Victor Kenzian Urchin. Unbelievable, Coxwiggle. He's a kid.
7: And he's at the very least Austin-esque. Exactly. Not some quantity over quality hack.
5: It's like one leaves and two more shoot up from the ground.
7: Why did he know your real last name? What? You mean Hirschfelder? Oh, come on.
6: Him too? Is nothing sacred anymore?
1: Everyone here knows my real name. What? Guten Morgen, class.
10: Guten Morgen.
4: How'd you train them how to do that? (gasps) Can I teach them one?
1: The reason they all secretly know my real name is the very same reason I have all these egg crates secretly soundproofing my room. Because every member of the Wusselberg Schlossen School Theater Department is Jewish.
7: Shalom. Shit! Officer incoming! Code gingerbread! I repeat! Code gingerbread!
11: Hi, hello, Kinder.
1: <laughs> Which is why, if the audience disagrees with you, the correct response is...
11: Then maybe
8: you didn't get it, you ugly rat fucker.
1: Correct.
11: Aw, what's the lesson today?
1: Theater etiquette.
11: The cornerstone of any good theater or Socratic debate. Nice, nice.
1: So, I
11: just wanted to see how the rehearsals were shaping up.
1: Well, considering you approved the pitch for an entirely new show that has to go up tomorrow about two hours ago, I'd say rehearsal's going about as well as you'd expect.
11: See? This is why we trust you with our nation's young minds, Anton. You're the tops! Oh, and, uh, by the way, Fraulein Delia, yeah, that's you? Yes, it is I. Uh, I am her, Fraulein
6: Delia. What do you want? Not sure if you made yourself clear. Okay, just because Conrad isn't here does not mean you can turn that sass onto me.
4: I guess I just miss him, you know?
6: Aw,
11: I love lover's spats. That's awesome. Not what what this is. is. Oh, well, I just figured. You being legally bound sweethearts and all. Yeah, well, we are married. (laughs) Oh, man, too true. Too true. It's like the Fuhrer says, marriage comically can't live with it, reputationally
6: can't live without it. Yep, yep, that logic is making a lot of
11: sense from you. And I think I know what you mean. Anyways, I have orders from General Schnooze Man because <laughs> his ideas are so tired, you know? Yeah, I'm workshopping it as a bit. Uh, he said to tell you you'll be working in the wardrobe department for the play since, and I quote, There's literally nothing in the world that you can add to my super secret present that your husband can't just give me himself.
5: <laughs> right. And the general wrote
11: this? He said, what? I know, right? I guess General Schneozman also has a gift for the Fuhrer up his sleeve. <laughs> well, and no offense, Air D'Elia Eckhart. Whatever it is, is gonna be totally creamed by I'll be home for Christmas. Especially now that we've got Line Dalia on the crew. <laughs> up top! High five! Huh? Okay, all good, all good. We'll get there. Anyway! Oh, Jingle Bells. The Warcock. Hopefully it's some good news from the front lines. Fingies crossed. I'll be back once we're done. Break legs! Break legs! Break legs! Ah. I'm out. Oh my god. When did
4: creamed become a thing?
1: He's been trying to make it one.
4: How do you even make something like that a thing?
1: His main tactic is to just slip into casual conversation whenever he can.
4: So what you're saying is he just slips the cream right in? Mm -hmm.
5: Huggy.
6: Oh, come on. If I wasn't going to say it, someone would have.
5: I don't think so. Absolutely not. I thought it, but I'm giving myself points for restraint. I would have said it. Lady and gentlemen, please be
3: not amazed. <gasps> oh, my God. I'll be damned. That was perfect German. Finally, this bit can be over. Hunter. You're a doll.
8: Oh, it's nothing when you have a great student. I can get back to my classes tomorrow, probably.
3: Augie, Lilith, Anton, others. Hunter Zimmer is a saint. Oh, my God, you are. In addition to teaching me perfect German in real time since I've been gone, he also caught me up to date on everything that's happened with the war. Everything that's happened with the school, and even the fact that apparently all of the students here are secretly oohish Jay. You can say it. Ollie's into it.
6: <laughs> gross. Gigi. What?
3: Augie. Oh, I got it. Gross. You're right, Augie. The imprint of oppression is gross, but it is hard and it is wide. And we need
5: to stop it before it creams us all.
4: Ah, there it is again.
5: Quite right, old chap, quite right. And you think we're the ones who are up for it, yes? A Jewish theater teacher pretending to be a Nazi. A scientist from the 17th century pretending to have a different last name. An American pretending to be literally everything. An angry German set designer pretending to know how to work a magical box. And a Pulitzer Prize winning author. What exactly are we going to do?
6: Why was I the only one to get an adjective? We, what are we going to do? What are all seven of us... going to do? (gasps) Augie, I need you. Come with me.
5: Really? Yes! Have fun being picked last for the team, losers. Right. Well, we were pretty much never part of your plot anyway, so you'll excuse me if I reserve my surprised face. Why?
4: Does it involve both eyes? So, Lilith, what's the plan?
6: I'm figuring it out as I go. Or as I like to call it,
3: the old Grifson special.
6: Now, Augie, I've got 43% of a plan, which in my mind is good enough for a first draft. Let's go. Jesus Christ! Was that a smoke bomb? Come on, Lilith, you know I can't- Sorry about that. Got excited. Smoke bombed away. Grabbed my hand. Let's go. All right, but is this handhold for confidence or a handhold for safety?
7: Wow. Now how does she do that?
3: I'd like to say you get used to it, young sport, but honestly, it still gets me every time.
7: What's your name again?
3: C.W. Griffson. Griffstein. But if any of the officers ask, it's Griffson.
7: Griffstein, huh? I like you. You got wonder. There's a deficit of that in the world today.
3: Going to school here must be tough.
7: School is tough. This place just gets rid of the pretense. So, Anton.
1: Child, I know you did not just.
7: Yeah, 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 yeah. Air Hirschgart. What do we need for the new show? Do I need to change the entire set of Christmasburg, or can we just kind of paint it brown?
1: We just need whatever's up there to be able to double for whimsical Christmas time village and a bunker somewhere in war-torn Germany.
7: Right. I'll check the scene shop.
1: This is preparing you for the professional world!
7: Let it reflect in my grade!
1: Great. Now, you two, we need to get rehearsing. We have a whole new show to put up tomorrow, and as much as they don't deserve a good show, I'll be damned if I put up anything I wouldn't put my name on.
3: Well, technically, your name isn't on it. Technically, his name isn't on it.
5: I don't think he heard you that time either. Care to go for a third? Go for a third? Oh, you're gross. I was just making a... Making a joke about how he's had to change his name to stay alive and produce theater? I'll take the unintentional double entendre, thank you. Well,
3: you're not welcome. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. I can wait. Are you done? Yes, sir.
5: Now that was satisfying.
3: Oh, yeah? Was it? Well, if Anton here wasn't about to interrupt me, I'd come up with something pithy and clever to say, to! Anton?
1: No. As you were. I want to see where this goes.
8: I know, right? They have that sort of on-stage charisma typically reserved for most crossover stars on the silver screen.
1: Exactly. Boys, why don't you get on stage? What? Klaus?
2: Yes, Herr Herschert?
1: Are you dropped in for the top of the show?
2: No, goddammit.
1: You got distracted by the conversations and plot developments out here, didn't you? Yeah. When you're focused before a show, there are always going to be distractions. What rehearsal is for is for us to learn the tools.
2: To shut up, those distract, to uh, focus better, to uh, focus up.
1: Exactly right, Klaus. Here, why don't you take a loose five with your journal and sit with where you are right now?
2: All right, Herr Hirschgart. I mean, um, Herr Hirschbelder.
1: All right, now you two.
2: Up, up, up. Aha, Augie,
6: look wood splintering on the ground. I knew they took her this way. Fucking figures. They want to show off this courtyard every chance they get. It has won awards. We've all won awards. And one day they'll publish them under my real name. But for now, we just have to follow these.
10: I'm afraid you'll have no such luck locating Herr Delia Eckhart's box, Fräulein Delia. Lilith General. Und heils to you too, Herr Delia Eckhart. As I was saying, The box is safe and secure in one of our many guarded storage rooms.
6: Why would you need to guard a storage room?
10: Why
4: would a courtyard win an award?
10: Why has no one greeted each other yet? What are we, Canadian?
4: I don't know anything about Canada, but I feel like that's not right. It isn't.
10: Oh, so they are rude? That's disappointing. Too true, Herr Delia Eckhart. Everything's disappointing. Now, I'm sure you're wondering how I was able to hear your conversation from so far. Is it because of the acoustics in the courtyard? It's because of the acoustics in the courtyard. Thought so. Point me. And I hope that point keeps you warmer than a bearskin tunic on a windswept eve, Fräulein. Because unfortunately, you will not be able to visit Herr Delia Eckhart's box.
6: Actually, it really is more her. Augie, thank you. I'll take it from here. Now, General... What?
10: I'm afraid the box is under lock und key. Und guard! Und all three of those hurdles are instructed to only give way to a select group of people. Yes, even the inanimate objects. Are you fucking kidding me? How? Ancient German secret. In fact, one that was taught to me by a very special guest.
6: General, if I may...
10: Mmm, you may.
6: While I know my husband charges headfirst into his work with literally nothing but reckless abandon... Thanks. It is actually me that knows how it works, and if you want to get to, to,
10: to... Atlantis. Yep,
6: there you go, you said it. You're gonna need me. The box can't work without the proper science behind it.
10: Ah, I understand. The Aryans have always known there are limits to standard practices of science and logic, which is why I have the perfect steroid to bring your little box to the major leagues. Paint. Oh, come, come, Hedalia Eckhart, don't be foolish. We need all the lead we can get. But you should know, as proud German citizens, that whatever... Silly, stupid science can't do magic is able to fill the void. Once <gasps> there's no better magic practitioner helping the SS than our very own Italian consultant, the amazing Vincenzo. What? what? Ciao,
9: Sigheil, etc.
3: The man wants us to get on stage, Rutabaga. Honestly,
5: some people... You must be joking, Anton. Pillow talk I love yous aside, I never considered myself much of a thespian.
3: Oh, nonsense, Rupert. You've acted like you're better than me all this time. I'd say you were the next William Powell. I'll put it like this.
1: You two pitch this monstrosity. We're not gonna get anything done if I ask you two to actually sit down and write anything. So, we're gonna find it on its feet. C.W., why don't you start stage center? The position I was destined to play in. You'll be Hitler.
5: And the role you were destined to play.
1: Rudyard, why don't you come in from stage left? You just pointed right. Audience right is stage left. Is this right? That's stage left. So I'll leave you to figure it out. Of course. Um, so... That's right. As in correct. So, Rudyard, you'll be Ava.
5: I'll piss it!
1: All right. So let's start with whatever that first act was that you pitched. CW, you're just a little child, Adolf, let's say eight, since I refuse to do any historical fact checking for a Christmas play, so you're eight. And all the other boys just
2: picked on you?
1: Now, free associate, stew in those feelings. Now, Ava. Ruggit is fine. <laughs> Not anymore. So, Ava. You're coming from just having won a pageant for being most... Aryan. Let's go with that. And you're on your way home to share the news with your single mother, who's working three jobs to get the pay of one man, just to put broth soup on the table for you and your ungrateful twin brothers. And then... Hello. You see this sad boy, and you can't let him be sad because... Because you're good? No, because... You know him? Mm. Defeats the point of a meat cute Let's just say you stop because... (laughs) Christmas. (laughs) Anton, you're trying too hard for these people. (laughs) You stop because Christmas, all right? Whenever you're ready. I'm...
2: Hitler?
3: Mm, good start, and... I'm Hitler, and... I've got
5: the moxie... To be a Nazi? Well, I don't know about you, Anton, but I've never heard of perfection on a first draft until today.
3: Well, excuse me for having a few moral roadblocks.
5: First off,
1: (laughs) take a breath. That was a start, but just a couple of thoughts. Number one, moxie is our word. Let's not even anachronistically give them that. And two, breathe. Easy for you to say, you're not. Really consider how you want to finish that sentence. Okay, I have. Good. Anyway, much to all of our delight, you two will not actually be playing these parts during the performance. I've put a wire into a couple of good friends who are actors in the city. They should be on their way now.
11: Misha, stop. Schwanzkoff, stop. Big acting opportunity, stop. Playing Ava and Adolf H in Christmas pageant, stop. Non-union T.Y.A. Stop. I know. Stop. Love, Anton. Stop!
9: Well, Misha, what do you say we come out of retirement for one more show? For Christmas sake.
11: Okay, but you do realize theater being non-existent and retirement are two different things, right?
9: You know I still love you, right? (laughs)
4: Holy shit, the amazing Vincenzo! Lilith, don't say anything, but I totally impersonated this guy once.
6: If you didn't want me to say anything, then why did you tell me? Well, I can't be expected to carry that knowledge on my
10: own.
9: Vincenzo, meet Herr Augie. Augie Eckhart, yes, I'm aware.
6: Oh God, he's psychic. There is real magic, Lilith, I knew it. Or this courtyard is the most acoustically sound place in this castle. Right, (laughs) good thinking. So, not magic.
10: Ah, 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 it's amazing. This is Herr Augie Delia
9: Eckhart. Is that right?
6: Yeah, that's right. What of it?
9: Well, then I must apologize for my factually inaccurate buffoonery, Fräulein von Hitzler.
10: What? what? Heil, mein Herr! Oh, you meant. Huh? <sighs> that is true comedy. Ah, oh, Italians with your masked orgies would third rate juggling. No! This is Herr Delia Eckhart's wife, Fräulein Leah Delia.
6: It's Lilith. Don't help him, Augie. Right.
9: Fräulein Delia? Well, isn't that just two barrels of turtle doves? I do apologize. I must have had you confused with someone else. Probably. She does have one of
10: those common, everyday kind of faces. But seriously, Vincenzo, if your psychic or magical abilities are slipping, then you need to tell me right now. I will waste no time in finding another resume-proven, axis-approved magician, and this time, I will
9: call their references. No need, General Schneemann. Fräulein D'Lea just reminded me of another similarly everyday kind of woman with a box that I must have met in a past life. And enter Ava Braun whenever you're ready.
5: Hello there, chum. I'm Ava Braun. You look sad but I have a feeling that my mere feminine presence can solve all of your problems without you needing to put in even the slightest amount of work. So, wanna bugger off and be inspired now?
3: Anton, I know I haven't won a fancy writing ribbon like my scene partner here, but as the ghost recipient of an Academy Award for screenwriting, I can say there are just way too many things to address in a line like that. I think we should simplify. What if we recast? Why, are you boarding school scholarship winner, who do you think you are?
1: Boys! Boys! My God! How was I with Augie for the first time in 11 years and that was the pettiest thing I've seen today? Rudyard, darling, I know this is... this, but still, let's pretend for a minute, as actors are wont to do. I want you to close your eyes and imagine that you are this little girl, and you're happy. You have so much joy coursing through your veins. You may as well be at a Jean Cocteau pop-up bar. Uh, a cock-up bar. Ah! Beat me to the punch. And you're seeing this sad boy. So you figure, hey, why don't I share this joy with someone who needs it? Because if I don't, the Fuhrer of Germany, the real Fuhrer of Germany, Adolf Hitler, you know the man, is going to see how haphazard, disrespectful, and downright lazy our portrayal of his lover, Ava Braun, is. And he may not like that. And you know, he's never even heard of the Pulitzer Prize. Sound good? Sure. Sounds good. Great. Now... I'm all for satire here. Hell, if you actually got to see it, you'd know that the Christmas bird conversations were actually a giant metaphor for the diaspora of Israel. But we've been getting by and winning awards by keeping it subtle. So let's try that approach. Fine.
5: Sad man, why do you cry? Really?
3: Are you going to do it like that on the night?
5: Oh my god. I'm just asking a simple question. Of course I'm not going to do it like that on the night. And neither are you, old chum. Because we're not acting. We just have to be puppets up here making up stories and trying not to get killed. I think that'd be something you'd actually be good at. And who's to say it isn't, old sport? Literally not me. Especially since that was the closest thing to a compliment I've maybe ever given you, old chum. (gasps) Oh! A compliment. You know, I may not be the biggest fan of British
3: humor with a U, but I know a shrouded insult when I hear one. And another thing, what's with the Old Chum game? You know Old Sport is MY territory.
5: Oh please, Old Chum and Old Sport are two totally different honorifics entirely. Oh yeah? Do tell Poirot. Poirot is
3: French, you dilettante. Aha! He's Belgian! Peacock success!
8: Hold! See? There you go. I didn't want to bring out the vessel, but you made me do it.
1: All right. That's the end of the day, kids. Guten Tag, class.
10: Guten Tag,
3: Herr Does that mean we can go, too? Actually, never mind. I don't really want to explore this place.
1: So, Conrad Rudyard. This isn't working. We can all agree on that, right? Right. (laughs) But it needs to. Because when our actors get here in the morning, they're going to need a fully completed and bare minimum usable script. Because when we perform this bastardized passion play for our Nazi faculty Friday, they need to like the show at the very least enough to not cancel the theater program for next year. Effectively making us completely expendable to them. So, whatever it is you two have to do... Whether it's to talk it out, fight it out, or fuck it up, it needs to happen tonight. Here's a key. The classatorium will be open, and when we get back here, we better have a show. Hunter,
8: out! I know it may not be much, since I haven't been properly mitzvahed, but I believe in you two. I really, really do. Hunter, wait. I'm going to pray tonight on my Christmas star. For you both.
3: I don't want to let you down either. Well, Rudy, what do you
5: say? Shall we dance? Seeing as there really are no other options I can think of, yes. I suppose we must.
10: There! See? He doesn't actually know either one of you. You both just remind him of people with similar faces and names from a time and place previous to now. That's exactly what I'd hoped you'd say. So, between you and Herr Delia Eckhart, do you think you'd be able to arrange this full matter transmutation trip in time for the Führer's arrival this Friday night for the SS Christmas Eve Spectacular? Jesus Christ,
4: this is a lot to keep track of.
10: You'll have to excuse Herdleer Eckhart, Herd the Amazing. He's
9: from. out of town. Out of town? I could tell. He isn't dressed for winter at all. Must be from. sunnier pastures.
4: So I forgot a coat. Good magicing.
10: So, anyway, the two of you. We- I'm sorry, you keep saying the two of you? Oh, I apologize. I'll slow it down so your woman ears can keep up. I was referring to the two men that are going to reunite us with our ancestors in Atlantis, Herr Delia Eckhart, and the amazing Vincenzo.
6: Push it down, Lilith. Push it way, way down. You were listening earlier when I mentioned I built that machine, right? Of course
10: I was listening. We were in the courtyard. And according to Third Reich bylaws, anything done by the woman in the household can also be attributed to the man. How do you think our test scores and breastfeeding numbers are as high as they are?
6: I never thought I'd say I missed Hollywood, but here I am. Sorry? Not the time.
10: I'm sure your good friend Herr Hirschgart can find a place for you sewing costumes for the wardrobe departments. Or selling raffle tickets at the pop-up gift shop. It really won't matter.
6: Okay, no, that is
10: my machine, and I Herr Delia Eckhart and the amazing Vincenzo will conduct the full matter transmutation without any help from maternally these holding women. And that's my final solution! <sighs> Come, Vincenzo,
9: you'll be staying in the room of runes. Reading material, how considerate! Vincenzo loves reading.
4: Lilith, I just want to take this opportunity to speak on behalf of men everywhere. That is not how all men feel. Nope, Augie. He has a point. Oh, God. Is this your 17th century mindset coming out or something? Here, let me show you how
6: lights work again. (laughs) Okay. Excuse me for helping. You're excused. And don't worry, we'll be reunited with my precious box soon. Right after we make a quick trip to my new job in the wardrobe department.
0: The Vanishing Act is written and directed by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. This episode was sound designed by Hannah Forschler, and original music was composed by Baldemar. Our head sound designer is Daniel Eddie Williams. This episode featured Sarah Price as Augie Eckhart, Tina munoz Pandya as Lilith von Hitzler, Daniel Milhouse as Conrad webley Gristein, Sam Hubbard as Rudyard T. Codswallop, Lawrence Stepney as Anton Hirschfelder, Lydia Hiller as Gigi, Ian Gears as Klaus, Jacob Jendel as Hunter Zimmer, Rob Kazlarek as Schneeman, Eric Eilerson as Otto and Misha, Chris Visaraga as the amazing Vincenzo and Schwanzkopf, and Lauren Grace Thompson as the narrator. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at Vanishing Pod, or on our website, vanishingpod.com. And join us next time for part three, The Christmas Carol.
9: Lauren,
6: this is
4: when we lost the Zoom call. We lost that Zoom call. Hey,
12: Zebulon. Could we get some, uh, you know, explaining what the hell is going on music? Once upon a time, Gloria got a job.
2: I'm here for the job interview.
12: The what? At a lonely diner outside of Phoenix called, uh, This is Midnight Burger. I'm Casper.
3: I'm Ava. That's my booth over there. You're a regular here? (laughs) Sure.
12: Turns out the diner is a time-traveling dimension-spanning diner that shows up at a new place and time every day somewhere out there in the multiverse. You know, Gloria. Yes? Just remember that I told you to leave.
8: Jesus Christ!
12: It'll be fine. Also, the old-timey radio on the counter has a tendency to talk back to you.
6: Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word?
12: The radio is talking to me. And occasionally things try to kill them. Holy shit.
6: Really big monster? Zero irony.
12: Despite all that, Gloria decided to stay.
6: You should stay. stay. Stay? Sure. You're looking for a
2: job, right?
12: The cook's an interesting guy.
2: You wander around the universe? I mean,
12: universe is a little reductive. There's even dating prospects with robots. I would like to ask you about your job and your life in general, in a non-humorous way, while gauging whether or not if you would like to commit crimes. Then there was that time she was a wolf queen.
2: My friends are here! Ow!
12: So it's an interesting gig, but still, the question lingers.
2: Why this
4: place? Why here? Why now?
12: No matter where this place sets down from day to day, when I open the doors to start the day's business, someone is going to need us. Because how could they not? At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Midnight Burger.
5: And if time and tide roil you too harshly, or diurnal courses leave you with no safe havens, just remember, we're out there somewhere looking for you.
6: We open at
12: six. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app, or just go to at Six dot com.